All right, here we go. Thank you so much for hanging out once again here. It's the Damon Bruce Show on Damon Bruce Plus. What a little community we're building. It's amazing. We got people here showing up early, like 20 minutes early to start chit-chatting with each other. And it's just, it's awesome. Thank you so very, very much. It is good to be with you once again here. And we're just going to hop right into the single biggest story from the world of sports yesterday. The fact that the Green Bay Packers have traded Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. It's been 40, 50 days in the making. I mean, sick and tired of just hearing about this. I actually saw a guy who is part of the like uh, the Aaron Nagler. If you're a if you're if you're from the Midwest and you spend any time around Packers Bears rivalry, there's this guy named Aaron Nagler who runs the Cheesehead Network or podcast or whatever he does. Anyway, big Packers fan. Been following him for years. And the guy who who works along with Aaron wrote simply about Brian Gutekinds, the Packers general manager, that he played this thing like a Stradivarius. Like he basically he said, so number one, you allow the Jets to talk to Rodgers before the deal is even in place. Number two, you leak Packers favorable narratives into the media. Number three, you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to have the irresistible urge to set the record straight. And now he's going to overcommit his desires to play for the New York Jets. Step number four, just wait. Let the media process turn. And number five, cash in. That's what Brian Gutekinds did. Not only did he have an asset that was valuable to begin with, but he increased the value of the asset by just letting the asset do his talking for him. Kind of a brilliant move when you think about it. It really is. Hold on. Sip of delicious coffee coming right up. And then we're going to get into the anatomy of this deal. And we're going to look at it from three different ways. We're going to look at it from the from the NFL's overall look at it. Uh, Packers fans and Jets fans. Oh, that's good coffee. All right. So here we go. The price was steep. The price was steep for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Packers sent Rodgers to New York. They flipped first-round picks and sent a fifth-rounder to the Jets, like I said, for a first, a second, a sixth-rounder in this draft, and the second-rounder of next year becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. So a great Bay Area broadcaster, R.I.P. Ralph, used to say, two things can be equally true. And what we have here are two things that I think are equally true. Number one, it is absolutely the wrong time, I think, to be getting into the Aaron Rodgers business. The best of him is in the rearview mirror. The season that we saw last year was definitely his most shaky since we've seen him in the NFL as a a starter and, you know, a, a preordained first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, the aging process and the NFL felt like it caught up with Aaron a little bit last year. So I think that that's true. And the numbers, the record, the statistics all reflect that being true. The second element of a statement that is also true is that if you're the New York Jets, you have to do this deal. No matter what style of Aaron Rodgers you get, it's definitely better than Zach Wilson. I mean, Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson's going to, you got to win a football game today. Who are you going to start, Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson? Well, you know, the one guy was the number two pick in the draft, and he would just shut up. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on a gurney is better than a completely healthy Zach Wilson banging his, his mom's friend, which I guess he also did. 
So let's look at this from the perspective of a Jets fan. Let's just start there. If you're a Jets fan, yesterday was one of the greatest days of your entire sporting life. Like, congratulations, Jets fans. You have a quarterback of historical significance. Now, his significance might be a little bit more history than present or future, but it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. You you can't you can't deny the fact that that guy is going to be the tide that raises all boats in the harbor. He's going to inspire great confidence in players, in the coaching staff. He's also going to yell at everybody. He's he's Aaron Rodgers. We all know what comes with that. And what comes with that is a chance to win any football game that you're in. So if you're a Jets fan, yesterday is one of the greatest days of your entire Jets life. Full stop. Josh Allen is still the best quarterback in your division. But the Jets, as far as an overall team, because they are well-built, that is a good defense. They do have weapons. The Jets, I don't think, are on that AFC one line with the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, but they're right under it now. I mean, they're absolutely right under it, and if Aaron Rodgers comes out and looks like the best of Aaron Rodgers, it won't take long for them to join that one line. They will be among the AFC's best as they're constructed, as their coach, at Aaron Rodgers. It's easy to see how that all gets better. So, look, I, I saw this too. Since 2008, the New York Jets in the NFL, have been dead last in touchdown-to-interception ratio, dead last in passing touchdowns, and second-to-last in overall passer rating. That's since 2008. Over the exact same time, Aaron Rodgers, in those same three categories, has been first, first, and second. So it's a massive upgrade. Again, Jets fans, I never spent any—I never spent a day of my life rooting for you. I kind of laughed at you, but I, I'm, I'm tired of laughing at wayward— fans who are just dying for a little something decent. That's why I'm kind of happy for the Sacramento Kings, and we'll get to them. Warriors possibly caught a big break. Pun intended. Um, it's a good day to be a New York Jet. Does it mean you're about to be Super Bowl champions? No, I don't think so. You're going to need to slow your roll on that just a little bit. This whole notion that Aaron Rodgers equals we're in the Super Bowl. It didn't even equal that more than once in his 15 years as a starter with the Packers. So just showing up, going to go right to the Super Bowl just because? No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Remember, Aaron Rodgers and Colin Kaepernick have been to the same number of Super Bowls. When you say it out loud like that, it sounds kind of shocking, doesn't it? I mean, obviously Aaron won his, Colin did not, but two guys, very different careers, same amount of Super Bowl appearances. That's a fact. I want to talk about this for Packers fans. Again, I showed you last week. I grew up with the Chicago Bears in my heart. I grew up caring deeply about the Chicago Bears. So let me just say, to all Green Bay Packers fans in the world, I'd like to congratulate you on being the Minnesota Vikings once again, because that's what you are now. After nearly 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, you're just another football team again. Aha. Aha. By the way, two Super Bowls out of 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, that's another embarrassment in and of itself. But 
Um, the Packers are about to be on TV less than Packers fans are accustomed to. They're about to lose to the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings more than they're accustomed to. Like, all of that is about to happen. That's the new reality. Um, the Packers are basically, once again, Lambeau Field, blah, blah, blah. That's what the Packers are again. Before Brett Favre got there, it was Don Mikowski, and it was, you know, it was pre-Reggie White, and it was just, it was Lambeau Field and blah, blah, blah. That's all the Packers really had. Lambeau Field, blah, 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 Vince Lombardi, blah, 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 history, history, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I know as a Bears fan, I shouldn't be saying history, history, blah, 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 because that's all that franchise is built on right now. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so Packers fans, welcome back to Earth. You're just the Green Bay Packers. That's all. That's it. You were special there for a minute. You're no longer special. From a Bears fan standpoint, thank God. Thank God that guy's done more to own the Chicago Bears than any other NFL player in NFL history. He was the ultimate thorn in the side of the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers stripped them naked and beat them in public every single chance he got. He was masterful in kicking the Chicago Bears' ass almost single-handedly every single time you looked up. So good riddance to that guy. Um, my final thought on this, again, I think I've already kind of slid it in here to this monologue, is that the Jets are a better football team today. There is no debating that. The Packers are a worse football team today. There's no debating that. Debating that. Uh, Bears fans are breathing a sigh of relief. There's no debating that. But the whole notion that Aaron Rodgers equals Super Bowl for the New York Jets, write it down, honey, is a bit of a farce. And it's a stretch. Could it happen? Sure, it could happen. But the chances of it not happening are much greater than the chances of it happening. And the truth is, I really think Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets will not be a good fit or a match made in heaven. Aaron Rodgers has the biggest set of rabbit ears on him of any quarterback in football. He really does. I, I think that the Packers played that against him in this trade. Because whenever he hears something, he just can't absorb it. He has to address it. He has to set the record straight. I mean, he's going to be going on the Pat McAfee show three, three, four times a week just based on the way the New York media is going to dissect everything he does. He, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, there is no such thing as a small NFL team. They're all big. They all get attention. But the amount of attention that comes from a Green Bay media, a Wisconsin media, and the New York City media are two totally different animals. The kowtowing, the ring kissing that he has become accustomed to, that is going to not be in New York. He will loathe the NFL media, the New York media, instantly. Like the minute they have a three-game losing streak, the knives will be out for Aaron Rodgers in ways that he cannot believe. So... There is a breaking point, I think, in just how Aaron doesn't want to be here anymore that could become a real flavor of this upcoming New York Jets season. So there you go. That is the big topic in sports in the world right now. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. It's good. It's bad. It's happened. Thank God our long national nightmare is indeed over. We move on to the fact that there's another little quarterback story out there, and it involves John Lynch changing his tune on Trey Lance greatly in just the last 24 hours. There was a press conference down in Santa Clara. John Lynch basically said, and I quote, I expect Trey Lance to be here. 
And we're excited about Trey Lance's ability to compete and what he can do for our franchise, just as we were when we drafted Trey. Sounds good. Sounds a little different than the messages coming out of 49ers headquarters in just the last two, three weeks, where they were absolutely, maybe not aggressively, actively shopping for a deal for Trey Lance, but they put him on the bargain bin rack and hoped that they would get something more than a bargain. They didn't. Obviously, the reason why Trey Lance probably is less likely to be traded than the rumors that he would be traded uh, were growing are because I don't think they they got the offer that they were looking for more than anything else. The whole we we believe in Trey as much as we did the day they drafted him. Okay, so that is a little bit of a an exaggeration. I don't want to call it a lie, but it's an exaggeration. Trey Lance was drafted to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. And if everybody's healthy on this depth chart, he might be third. He might be third. Let's see how in love with Sam Darnold, Kyle Shanahan falls in training camp. Brock Purdy, obviously, is the QB in waiting. At least that's how he's being positioned. So this whole, we see Trey in the same light as we did the day we drafted him. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can't. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just what happened. They might not be shopping him, but they definitely put him on the for sale rack. No big buyers. They did not get the price that they sought, that they hoped for with Trey Lance. And I think that that is a huge part of the reason why the change in tune. And it's probably the right thing to do. I mean, if Brock Purdy, for whatever reason, if this elbow surgery doesn't take and he doesn't rebound all the way and is able to participate in the year, having a guy like Trey Lance around to finally see what he can do is the right thing. And honestly, it's impossible to evaluate Trey Lance's value. It's simply impossible. We have no idea what he is. We have no idea what he is going to be. So everyone just kind of needs to just sit and wait to find out whether or not he turns into Superman for the Niners or turns into a more of an asset that another team would be willing to give more for. And maybe there's a an in-season trade, although that feels less likely. Um, I, I, I was basically sitting in the, I wouldn't be surprised if he were traded before or during the NFL draft. I now would be surprised if that indeed happened. It feels like the tune has changed. The tone has changed coming out of Santa Clara. One more sip of coffee, and then we're talking some Warriors. Ooh, that means, Damon, go ahead. Be your own graphic producer and hit this button. Ready? Boom. Bottom line changed. Look at that. NBA action coming your way. All right. So, by the way, if uh, you are chatting right now, I'm sorry I'm not looking at that. I'm going to be looking at all of it when we get to Club Plus. It's going to happen. Um, the Warriors. Have they caught a huge break? We'll see, right? We will see. Every game so far in this series has come with what felt like a major adjustment. Maybe less so between games one and two, but obviously game three, you had the Draymond suspension. In game four, you got Draymond coming off the bench and then rejoining the starting five. You got Kevon Looney sort of really making himself felt in this series starting in game three. Uh, the Warriors have evened things up. We have seen role players on both teams fade when on the road and excel when at home. 
Uh, Warriors have three players that they can just count on game in, game out in this series, and that's really it. Uh, Curry, Wiggins, and Looney. Everyone else is a case-by-case basis, including Clay, who just had a really good game four, and that's important. The most important thing that could shape how this series looks out now is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has been the best player on the court in every game in this series. That is maybe one through line of the entire series. The best the Warriors have been able to do is turn De'Aaron Fox into a volume shooter. There is no shutting down De'Aaron Fox. He has arrived. He is on the scene as one of the best players in this league right now. He has a broken finger on his shooting hand. He may give it a go with a brace and some protection. Uh, Woj had the story. I saw Shams was on it too. Kings guard De'Aaron Fox fractured the very tip of his, just the tip, just the tip, Uh, the very tip of his left index finger in game four. There is hope he'll try to play in game five. And the only thing I can tell you, The Warriors got to win game five, I think, to win this series, and the path to victory is right there on the tip of De'Aaron Fox's index finger. I am coming down on his, if he he goes out there and he plays, and I really think he will, De'Aaron Fox is the kind of guy who doesn't, I don't think he's going to let a little pain and discomfort keep him out of this series. If I'm the Warriors, I am fouling that hand as hard as possible. I am testing it, call it dirty pool, I call it playoff basketball and that's how playoff basketball is played um he has been cooking the warriors cooking the warriors and if the warriors are able to win in game five in sacramento tomorrow night because De'Aaron fox is hurt great that's called sports no apologies need be made i already see my friend nick wright is on his is on his 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 bullshit about you know well you know the Warriors wouldn't have won over the Cleveland Cavaliers if Kyrie hadn't hurt himself and da 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 da. I never realized that it was the responsibility of the Warriors training staff to keep all their their own team and their opponents healthy as well. Injuries happen in sports; they happen all the time. It's a part of the landscape. It changes postseason games and outcomes. And you can't go crying about it. I mean, I don't hear Warriors fans really complaining and crying much about the Toronto Raptors winning their NBA title because Durant blew out his Achilles and we all know what happened to Klay Thompson's ACL. I don't hear that brought up very much. It happens. That happened. I hope De'Aaron Fox can go. If I had my druthers, everyone would be totally healthy, come big games in every direction in sports for all time. I don't want a less than product ever out on the court or the field or in the arena or the stadium during the playoffs. I want best versus best. Me being 10 out of 10 while you're 10 out of 10, let's go see who's better. That to me, that's what I'm there for. Um, If De'Aaron Fox really is hampered, there is no way you can say the Sacramento Kings are going to do what you can expect them to do at home. It opens up a path to victory. Opens up a path to victory for the Golden State Warriors. A couple more NBA notes. Uh, The Lakers got the Grizzlies on the ropes last night with an overtime win. A 20-20-7 game for LeBron James. He's basketball Superman. I mean, he really is. That guy does shit that no one his age should be able to do. He can't play a solid every day 
minute of the game, he's dominating level of game anymore. But when he picks and chooses his moments, he is successful in those moments more often than he fails. He was spectacular last night. LeBron James. Like, write that name down. You might hear something from him. He's pretty good. Um, He overcame a soft Anthony Davis game. He overcame a Dennis Schroeder game who is literally like throwing the ball away four or five times down the stretch in four or five critical possessions. That guy was a human turnover. He was uh, a demerit more than he was a merit for the Lakers late in that game. Um, He was, LeBron was incredible. And John Morant and Dylan Brooks don't even bother talking to the media. That's why you're a bunch of immature douchebags. Grow up. Grow up, Memphis Grizzlies. Seriously, it would do you some good. It really would. See Dylan Brooks saying LeBron can't go left, and he went left on basically the bucket that iced the game, that big layup and one off the top of the glass. Oh, that was that was awesome. Um, speaking of awesome on the NBA court, who was better than Jimmy Buckets last night? Jimmy Butler. He's got the Bucks on the ropes now. Giannis had a triple double in defeat. Jimmy Buckets, 56 and 9. 56 points, 9 rebounds for Jimmy Butler, who was in full hero ball, just Rucker Park on the king of the court mode. Fuck your offense, Eric Spolstra. I'm going to just do it my way. He was a show. I love Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler. Where's that Jimmy Butler all playoff? The Miami Heat aren't going to have to be out of playoff play-in tournaments if Jimmy Butler went ahead and played like that in the regular season. My God. Um, For the first time in NBA history, not that we have much NBA play-in history, but it looks like for the first time in NBA history, teams that came out of the play-in tournament to secure the seven and eight seeds are going to go on to advance. It looks like Miami has a real good shot to take out Milwaukee, and it looks like the Lakers are going to take out the Grizzlies. So, au revoir, what, three seed or or two seed? Yeah, three seed or yeah, whatever whatever the Grizzlies were. Yeah, they were the three. And au revoir, one seed in the East? Ooh, what a fallen flat on their face season it will be for the Bucs if that's indeed what happens. Uh, One more thing, as we have a very interesting night of NBA basketball coming up tonight. Three opportunities for series to get closed out. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is not playing. Paul George is not playing. So it feels like the Suns are going to close out the Clippers tonight. I mean, Russell Westbrook's going to have to drop 80 all by himself. I don't think he's got that in him. He's been really impressive lately, but I don't think he's got that ready to go. Um I saw this note, read today that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have combined to score 250 points through four games, the highest point total between two team between two teammates in the first four games of any postseason since Jordan and Scotty did that, scoring 260 through the first four games of the 1992 Bulls postseason. So Durant and Booker, they are cooking. They're cooking with fire right now. If they keep it up, I think they close that one out. Uh, We are not going to give you much baseball. But, man, for the first time in a long time, Giants fans were actually able to use the phrase complete game shutout. Alex Wood had a complete game shutout of the St. Louis Cardinals last night. He goes 
the third longest stretch between complete game shutouts in one's career over 10 years since he had a complete game shutout. It's the Giants' first complete game shutout since Madison Bumgarner back in 2016. I mean, it's it's so rare that anyone can you know drift into the oh I'm throwing 120 130 pitches territory without his arm falling off in modern baseball so um it's 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 something else you don't see it very much it's becoming more and more rare around baseball so I guess we should celebrate it when we do see it A's actually what hit five home runs last night so they had a rally come from behind 10th inning win uh they 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 gave, got a big lead gave it up got it back not a lot of joy in Mudville for A's fans, so take it where you can get it. And as always, fuck John Fisher. Um, J.D. Davis can play third base, man. It looks pretty good. Mitch Haniger, Giants getting a little bit healthy, starting to play some better baseball. They are preordained to be an average third place kind of a baseball team. But again, considering where this year started, just getting back there, that'd be improvement. So on a night where we don't have a Warriors game to watch, we've got some NBA playoffs game, Giants on the flip back, on the clicker, play some decent baseball because I'm watching. Um, We'll wrap up today before we get into uh, Club Plus for the party that is Club Plus. Uh, and, and you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to grow. I'm going to go all the way down in the comments and then scroll back up. So I'm not 25 minutes behind the comment line. Again, we're, we're learning how to do this each and every day. Here is something you're never going to see in America. And that's where we're wrapping up today. Here's something you will never see in American sports. I read this on ESPN this morning that Totten Hotspur, Players are going to refund fans who traveled to watch Sunday's 6-1 humiliation at Newcastle United. The Spurs were down 5-0 in 21 minutes. Goalkeeper Hugo Loris apologized to the 3,000 supporters who made the long trip. And the players have decided to cover the match ticket cost. As a squad, quote, We understand your frustration and anger. This began a statement by the players to the fans. Sunday wasn't good enough. We know words aren't enough in situations like this, but believe us, a defeat like this hurts. We appreciate your support, home and away. With this in mind, we'd like to reimburse fans with their cost of their match tickets from St. James Park. Can you imagine? Just for a minute, imagine. The 49ers go on the road. They show up, they lay an egg, and the players are like, man, to all these fans who flew to to Philadelphia for the NFC title game, that was so bad. That thing went left of center so quickly. We're going to reimburse you your ticket price. Oh, can you imagine? You want to talk about something that's never going to happen. Look, I don't like soccer very much. Paying fans... Their ticket prices for embarrassing games on the road? All right, soccer. Okay. You you got my attention with that one. Nice job. By the way, being down 5 nothing in 21 minutes in a soccer game? 
I mean, what's that like being down forty-five nothing end of the first quarter in an NFL game? I mean, that would that 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 is extreme. That is laying an egg for sure. So fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff from around the world of sports. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you oh so much. We're about to get in a little something that we like to call Club Plus, but you got to be over on the YouTube page to enjoy that. Thank you so much for enjoying a little something we like to call the Damon Bruce Show. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to that right now, you've already done that, so I don't need to tell you anything other than thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow at 11, and sports don't build character. They reveal it.